so vain. I'm pretty sure the song is about I'm so vain. Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you? Don't you? Oh, today is Monday, October 26, 2020. My name is Joe Batantz, and I'm trying to figure out how to swing this microphone to the recliner of death. Because I, like I said, I'm Joe Batantz, the Joe Batantz, the host of this Joe Batantz. And boy, so we got a drama one for you today. It's all happening today on this Joe Batantz right here. On Afterthought Media. Hi guys, top of the show. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of this Joe Batanz. Today's episode is all about. October 26, 2020, the year of our Lord, 2020, and today's episode. Adam Vaught and I have been friends for over 20 years, and uh, one thing you should know about Adam Vaught, he has a very, very cool head, okay? And uh, he, oh wait, I'm downloading this game, let me see, there's not enough free space now, you will need 6.9 gigabits of free space on the... Please, okay, next. What can I archive here? Um, oh yeah, easy. Um, anyway, so, um, Adam Vaught, Adam Vaught, best friend of the show, Adam Vaught, hung up on me today. This is the first time he's ever gotten so angry with me that he hung up on me. And we're going to talk about that right now. So what happened was, okay, and I think I've talked, I think Mike Lawson and I have talked about this or on Throwing Down, we've talked about this. It's come up before. This is not brand new information. But, and I'm just going to put it out there. Here's my opinion. And I'll even make, because Adam's not here to defend himself. Okay. So I will make Adam's case for him. And I really will. I think if if he heard this, he would agree probably with the – I'm sure he would quibble with little points that I probably didn't get or understand. Or I'm sure I'm not getting 100% right, but I'm going to get it 90% right. And I'm going to make his case for him as well. But as you know, okay, I'm going to – here's the first, the plaintiffs, okay? No, I guess I'm the defense, as he spoke up. So, well, okay, so I'll make... No, I'll go first. I'm the plaintiff. So, as you know, I've made it very clear. I take the coronavirus very seriously. I feel that this... That, that not only this country, I'm going to say this country, but this world is going through... uh, uh A once... In an every other two, every two or three generation, you know, crisis that has to do with disease. You know, a hundred years ago, it was the flu. Even you might even make the case for polio. 
Okay. But where, but the flu is the best one. The 1918 flu pandemic is the best example that I can think of. Okay. And we went through that. And there, I feel there is a patriotism to taking this seriously, to being very serious about this disease. And, and it sucks. It sucks for everyone. You don't think I would love to go see my friends? You don't think I would love to go to the movie? I mean, think about what my life was like. Before the pandemic, I was always at Ice Cream with John Paul. I was always at the Arc Light. I was always going to some weird event somewhere. I would go to any of, I would do, I mean, I loved going to places where there were not big crowds, but, you know, shared experiences with other people. Okay. I loved going to events. Okay. Loved going, experiencing things. Oh, Elton John and Lady Gaga are going to sing at the Old Tower Records in concert. I'm going to go to that. I actually did do that. You know, like, I liked going to those things. And I like seeing my friends, okay? You think I like being cooped up in this house, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, never leaving here. And also, like I've said before, like, it makes my job more difficult. It's harder to do this job of dance when I am cooped up in a house because I don't have any experiences to draw from to create new content. You guys know how hard it's been for me, how stressful it's been for me. But also, I want to live. It's not even just for me. It's not even my own personal health, which is a big part of it. It's also my parents. If I were to go out and do these things, I would put them in jeopardy. And, uh, you know, they're older and they could get very sick and maybe die. I don't want to lose them. But also beyond that, because, you know, there's, you know, I know in screenwriting you learn this, but I'm sure it's applicable to other things too. There are different levels of conflict in, in traumatic structure. First is the personal conflict, my inner conflict with myself, right? Like I just said, you don't think I would love to do that? do all this next there is the um my i don't know what it's called but like the family and friends conflict right you don't think i would love to see my friends no no that's, that's, that's the personal one but like i care about my friends i care about my family i don't want to get them sick then there is my local city neighborhood thing right there's the public at large i you know i want the area I want, the city that I live in, I want all those things to be safe, okay? And then we go to the country. For the good of the country, I want to eradicate this disease. How do we do that? You wear masks, you stay home, you limit social contact. Contact, And then that goes to the world, you know? It, it, I mean, you could even go onto the spiritual plane, right? We need to stay home. And I know it sucks. I know it fucking really, really, really sucks. Okay? And even for Adam Vaught, it must extra suck because he is alone in a brand new city and that makes it even harder. That's why I felt so, or I felt and feel so sorry for Mike Lawson. But Mike Lawson likes being alone. Adam Vaught's a very social person. I realize it's hard, you know? 
but we all have to make sacrifices, all of us. I've shared on here how I feel very fortunate that I happen to live with my parents. I think, like Adam Vaught, I would be going stir-crazy if I was, you know, I lived alone for most of my life. And if I, and I remember I would always wait for a day off and that day off would come and I'd be like, oh, I got to get out of the house, you know? So I know what it's like, okay? I know what it's like. I know it's very difficult. Uh, that said, I have been very critical because I understand doing things for your mental health. And that's very important too because of the pandemic. But I have felt, and I've shared this on the show and I've shared this with Adam Vaught. A, Adam Vaught was doing the same stuff I'm going to talk about right now when he was living in San Francisco and he was living with somebody. So he had friends. He wasn't as alone as he is now. And he was still doing this stuff. And I think I've said this on the show before. It wasn't necessarily that Adam Vaught in and of itself was doing anything. Each incident um, is was worth, you know, oh my God, that one thing. But it was like every day there was a new thing. Every day there was... Oh, well, today we, I went to Trader Joe's and I went to Whole Foods and I went to this place and I volunteered and made masks and I did this. And then the next day, oh, well, I had to go do this and that. And like, it, it, you can't do it every day. Every day he was out and about, you know, in the public. This is in San Francisco and in DC. I actually think he's home more in DC, but he's still making choices that I wouldn't make. And we've had serious discussions about this. Okay, that is my position. And I think what's even more frustrating for me is I'm very sensitive to the concept of the ivory tower liberal. I'm very sensitive to the concept of the limousine liberal. For those of you not familiar with that concept, what it is, is it's the big complaint. And I think it might actually mean there's truth born in these things. Uh, it might be a somewhat valid complaint, but about how Democrats really want to stick it to people, but they never want to stick it to themselves. So like an ivory tower liberal, a good example might be like, uh, oh, I, I'll use an old timey example because better to use an old timey example. But like, you know, um, uh, I, I think black kids should be able to go into integrated schools. But they don't want them in their schools, you know, or it might be like um, everyone needs to pay more in taxes, but they find a way to get out of the taxes. Right. It, 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 in other words, it's good for them, for other people, for the little people, the little people pay taxes, but they don't pay taxes. That's where the concept of the ivory tower limousine liberal comes in is. Uh, and so I have I have most of my political conversations with Adam Vaught. And we constantly are talking shit on Republicans and, you know, let's even take this pandemic. Oh, how Trump didn't take it seriously. And now he's trying to say he did and and that he, you know, put this this uh, travel ban on China and that's and how that was in January. But what has he done since then? Blah, blah, blah. Constantly criticizing. Look at the super spreader event with Amy Coney Barrett and blah, 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 all this stuff. Right. But at the same time. I I personally don't feel 
that Adam Vought always makes the right choices uh, in terms of that. Now, this, that, now, I understand this is a personal choice, right? He's, it's, it's a tricky one because he wears masks in public, I assume. You know, I don't know. I'm not there 100 times a day, 100% of the time, but I'm not there at all. I'm zero the 0% of the time. But I'm assuming he wears masks in public and he's pro-mask and all that. But, um, like, he, without getting too into it, he makes choices that I would not personally be comfortable making for myself, nor would I be comfortable spending time with somebody who made those choices. So, like, uh, were Adam Vought to come here for Thanksgiving or Christmas, I would have to really think about spending time with him because of the choices he makes uh, back in D.C. and uh, what he does. I'm being honest. I take this very seriously. And it sucks. It really, really sucks. But I realized, that going back to the Ivory Tower liberalism, it's like, oh, well, it should suck for the other people, but it shouldn't suck for me. You know, I should be able to go out and do things. And that's the argument I'm making. So that's my backstory. To make Adam Vaught's argument, and I will try and be just as vociferously against me here as Adam Vaught might be, is that A, he takes it very seriously, that he wears masks, that he chooses people who he feels also take it seriously to spend time with them, but that his mental health is very important and that he is well that he is a healthy man you know he has no underlying conditions he's relatively young uh in peak physical condition so that if he were to get it he, he realizes he's putting himself at risk but that if he were to get it he feels as awful as it might be he would be fine and that the uh benefits outweigh the negatives uh, in this case, and that he's taking the necessary precautions to not get it, but fully prepared that he might get it, and he's willing to take that risk, okay? And I will say, too, that there was a time where he was talking to me about an event that he was planning on going to, and I uh, expressed my dissatisfaction with him going to this event, and he, in, to his credit, he decided he took what I said seriously and decided not to go to said event because of the um of uh the the opposition that I raised, you know, the criticism that I laid I levied on him. And that he had had second doubts anyway, and all I did was confirm those doubts. So I don't want to make it seem like I was this, you know, Daniel Webster all of a sudden convincing him to do something he didn't, he wasn't thinking about anyway. So I, uh, so, so Adam Vaught would say, you know, he's very lonely in this new town and that, so in order to preserve his mental health, he needs to socialize with people and his classmates, the classes that he's taking, and he needs to socialize with them and that he makes these very careful choices. He understands the risks and he wouldn't ever want to put anybody at risk. And so he uh he takes he since he lives alone he feels comfortable taking these risks and they're important to him and he does it okay i think that i think i'm probably missing a few finer points but i think that would be the bulk of his argument okay that he takes it seriously 
He makes careful choices, but the, he's willing to absorb the risk. Okay. Uh, what I will say is, so this morning he and I were talking and he and I were having a pretty serious conversation about a, about myriad topics. Okay. And, uh, and, but they were serious conversations about a bunch of personal issues, uh, that are going on in our lives. And, uh, so it was already an intense conversation. And, uh, I'm trying to find the right way to say this without sharing much of Adam, because that, 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 then you get into weird things with Adam Vought's story. And I, those aren't my stories at all. But what I will say is he was second guessing. Uh, he has a ticket to come home for Thanksgiving and he has a, a, a ticket to come home for Christmas. And he was second guessing coming home for Thanksgiving. And in talking about it, he said, you know, I've been thinking about it. And my my mom has already said that she wants me to stay at the house. And I don't know if I feel comfortable with that. And I did a super cunty, <laughs> super cunty. I concede it was super cunty uh, laugh. Okay. I did a super cunty laugh. Which I guess the best way to put it, like, <laughs> oh really? Like that? Oh really? You're uh, you're worried about that? You're not comfortable with that? Uh, like I think that's almost exactly what I said, and laughed just like that. And uh, he got very upset. Like I could hear the rage in his voice. He, well, he didn't yell, but he. I could hear the rage in his voice, and he said. I'm very, and by the way, we've been friends for over 20 years. I've never heard him this angry with me. I've never heard him this angry. And he's never threatened to do what he just said. He goes, I'm really tempted to hang up on you right now. And I said to him, you know, I was willing to walk it back. I said to him, you know, let me ask you a question. I go, Cause maybe I'm out of line here. I said, are you, when you said that, is it because you're worried about them giving you the coronavirus? Because I know for a fact he's been very critical that his dad in particular doesn't take it very seriously. Or are you afraid of giving it to them? And he said, I'm afraid of giving it to them. And I went, okay, well, then I was mistaken. I I take it back. But that still wasn't enough. And he goes, I got to go. I'll talk to you later. And hung up on me. He's never done that. He has never 100% period. And I didn't use that correctly. He has never done that to me. So I can tell he's very angry. And I immediately called uh, Aiden afterwards. He and Aiden never spoke. No, no, Aiden called me while I was talking to Adam. I said, and I knew Adam had like to be back at work within a few minutes. So I said, oh, he's going to be back at work in a few minutes. And by the way, that could be part of it because Adam needed to be back at work at 9.30 a.m. my time. And Adam Vought probably hung up on me around 9.28 a.m. my time. Okay. So that could be part of it too. They just didn't want to get into it. But I called Aiden back like I was supposed to call back anyway. And I said, uh, Adam Vought just hung up on me. And and Aiden was very concerned. He knows that Adam and I are like best friends. And he was like, are you okay? And this is true. Um 
it's one of these things where Adam and I have been friends for 20 years. Best friends, I would say, probably for the past 10. And uh, I I know Adam. He's a very logical person. And I don't think he would throw away 20 years of friendship over this argument. He's going to take a day, two days, three days, maybe a week to cool off. He's going to cool off. We're going to have a very serious, very heated discussion. I'm not, I'm not saying he's not going to back down. I know this out of He doesn't back down, but he's going to wait till he cools off and we're going to have a very serious discussion about this. But I'm actually still very convinced of my position. I, I this is one of those things where I don't have any regrets. I don't. Uh, we'll have to see what happens in a few days. Like, to me, if you're going to not take this seriously, then, yeah, be prepared for me to, like, laugh at you. I wasn't mad at him. But I just thought it was a rich statement to make, like, oh, I'm really worried about, I don't know if they feel comfortable staying at the house. So, any rate, we'll, do, we'll deal with it when we deal with it. I'll talk to you guys next time on This Job and Tant, right here on Afterthought TV.